Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to answer a business question that was sent in to me. And this is a member of my group. And I'm going to go over some of the things he asked me about a service business. And I'll try to answer him the best I can. And just remember that the advice I give here in these business kind of overview podcasts is what it's worth, which is free. But of course, I do formulate the answer from experience. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So Francisco is starting out and he's in Nevada. And so he asked me some general questions here that I'll answer here in this podcast. And I hope you find it helpful. I haven't gotten a lot of feedback or negative feedback about these, so I would say that these are probably helpful to some people out there starting out, or if you've been in business for a while, it'll help you fine-tune your service business. So he says here that in his area, a really successful company is charging $140 per pool uh, per month, and they're including the filter cleaning, which we don't really do here in California. Well, some people do, but I don't include it, but it's okay if you include it and charge enough. So he's thinking of, or he is charging 165 up to 220 depending on the pool size and other factors. So he's setting himself up to be more of a premium service, charging more than a larger competitor with employees. And there is something to be said with the fact that if you have your business and you're actually servicing the pools yourself, and it's not kind of help run with employees servicing the pools, you do have some advantage. You can charge more because you're the owner-operator and you're not an employee out there doing not to say that an employee can't maintain the pool. It's just the optics of the fact that you're an owner-operator, which gives you a little bit more flexibility as far as time constraints and also being able to give the customer more attention to detail. And so here is what he's going to include in this service. It's going to include the filter cleanings for that price, tile treatment with tile soap, the salt refills and salt cell cleaning. I probably would charge for the salt. But that's something that's, you know, if you're charging $200 a month, that may be something optional in some cases. But I like to charge for it because you're taking it back there, picking it up, and it is a lot of work. So I charge just the retail price double. That way I can make some money on that or pay at least for the fact that I have to go pick it up and bring it back there. He's getting a logo. or He got a logo on his truck. He's creating a letterhead for his documents, which is always a good idea to have like a legitimate letterhead. You can find templates online. I think if you have word processing or Microsoft Word, you can get free templates and make yourself a logo with letterhead. So whenever you send a you know an email with the, or a letter out to somebody it has your business information on there and it looks really professional, that's not a bad idea at all. He's working on getting his website. He's going to also get pool software. Uh, there's many of them out there. There's Skimmer, Pool Service Software, 
Uh, there's Pay the Pool Man, the top three that I can think of off the top of my head, plus maybe a few others out there. So routing software definitely is important. I mentioned he's working on his website, which is always a good thing. Even though you're not going to get a lot of traffic, you maybe you'll get 40 or 30 you know, hits every month. It does give you that professional look that you have a business card or have a website you can refer them to so they can see your rates on there and see that you're actually a legitimate business. So website doesn't really bring in a lot, bring in a lot of business. However, it does make you look legitimate because you have the actual website. And companies with a website look a lot more legitimate than those without them in this day and age. He wants to obtain more next door reviews, which is effective in his area, he says. And this is something that's important to know which particular service app is, you know, being used in your area. For my area, actually for my specific area, Yelp seems to be the best one. And this is the one that a lot of people pay to become part of. And just note that their salesmen are going to be calling you, wanting you to expand your services that you offer. So in my area, Yelp seems to be successful. You have Nextdoor, like he mentioned here. And you have other ones that, you know, like Home Advisor. All these are sales-driven, commission-driven kind of platforms. So be aware of that when you do decide to advertise on them. Google Ads is always pretty successful in my area also. And there's no high-pressure salesperson behind that. It's just Google. You set up an AdWords account or Google Ads account, I should say. And then you can start advertising and lead people to your website Basically, Google Ads works as, you know, when you go to search for anything, the first three listings are usually advertisements, and that's what you pay for when you do Google Ads. You pay to have your business or services displayed first in a certain search, particular search result. So if someone's searching for a swimming pool service, you're paying Google to have your company appear in the second or third line. So Google Ads can be also effective. So he's thinking about marketing, which is good. Marketing is always something that you should be thinking about when you're starting out the logo on the truck is one. And then, of course, the, you know, whichever app in your area is good to be on. Thumbtack sometimes works in certain areas. So look into all these things and make sure you're not going to be pressured into something that you can't handle. But at the same time, these apps can be successful if used correctly. He's going to get shirts and hats and uniforms. This is pending. This was an email that I received a while ago, so he maybe he has those already. And sometimes wrapping your truck completely, you know, may not bring you a lot of business, but when you pull up there, it may land you the bid because you look very professional. So consider that also, not as a marketing kind of advertising thing, because people don't really look at your truck wrap a lot while you're driving. But when you pull up to the house, they may look at that and see you as a more professional service provider. A logo on your truck definitely, like he mentioned, is a good idea. So that's one of the things that I think goes a long way is just having your business name on your truck, whether it's you know fully wrapped or not, just having it so that it looks like you're in a service business goes a long way when you pull up to a bid for pool service or any kind of other repair or something that they need. If you're driving a professional looking vehicle, you have a better chance of landing that particular job. So one of the things that Francisco wants to do is add boards to some of his pools and he wants to know if using BioGuard Optimizer is simple and easy. And it is, but you're paying a premium for the product. And you'll have a hard time finding it sold locally at a wholesale price. In fact, I don't think they really wholesale that particular product. It's more of a retail borate product. So you're better off just getting straight boric acid powder from a local seller of that particular product or online at dudadiesel.com. 
this is a great way to add the borates. It's just as easy as getting BioGuard Optimizer and it's probably more affordable if you're going to be charging up your pools for it. Of course, your customers will pay for that as a water conditioner. So I would say BioGuard Optimizer is great for a homeowner to order it on Amazon and other places picking up at your local pool store. But for a pool service company, I would say boric acid powder is probably your better alternative if you're going to add borates to your pools. And then he asked if you can use borates along with a Plorex for the pools with heavy bather loads. And that's definitely a smart thing to do. The Plorex would be an added insurance. It's something that I do use in combination with borates in the high volume, high use pools. Pools with animals swimming in it like dogs. Of course, I guess that's the only animal that would swim in it. Not too many cats jump in the pool. But pools with dogs swimming in it would be a good use for the Plorex with borates in there. And they're compatible. And I would say that's not a bad idea as extra insurance to make sure that the pool doesn't have any algae. Because algae is one of the biggest things that slow you down out there, especially when you're starting out. If you're spending 10 or 15 minutes treating a pool and brushing it for algae, you're just wasting your time out there. So any way you can prevent the algae from actually getting in there, the better. Then he has a question about the IntelliChem system, which I won't answer here. It's just about how much cyanuric acid to have in the pool, which is, you know, 30 to 50 parts per million or up to 80 parts per million of saltwater pool. So that's not anything that is not covered everywhere else out there as far as how much cyanuric acid to add. And then he asks if he needs to keep the free chlorine at 5 parts per million and the cyanuric acid at 60 parts per million, alkaline at 80 to 120 when he's going to apply the borate. So this is the question as far as applying the borate to the pool. I would say the main thing to worry about when you're applying the borates, I wouldn't worry about the chlorine level in the pool and the cyanuric acid level as much. Of course, if the cyanuric acid level is crazy high, then you have to consider lowering that down by a partial drain. But that's a whole other issue to begin with. But I wouldn't worry about the free chlorine level, nor would I want to get the alkalinity in the range of 80 to 120. I would want it more closer to 80 than 120. And I also would want the pH down to about 7.4 because once you add the borates to the pool, it becomes much harder to adjust the alkalinity and the pH in that pool. So you want to make sure that you have the pH at 7.4, 7.6 maybe at the highest. And you want the pH, not the pH, you want the alkalinity at 80 parts per million so that uh, if it does, if you do need to lower it down, it would be easy to do with the borates in the pool. Because the borates are a pH buffer and it makes it much harder to lower both of those down once you have the borates at 50 parts per million in the pool. So when I talked to Francisco, he actually has an autistic son, and we were talking about different ways of kind of incorporating that into the business. His, all of his customers know that he cares for an autistic son, which is a hard thing. I have an autistic neighbor here, and it's really, you know, a big strain on the parents here. And I have a really good friend that I've known for over 20 years with an autistic son who's a full adult right now. And my friend is actually in his late 50s. He's always worried about the future, you know, who's going to take care of his son, you know, how is he going to provide for him. And these are things actually, you know, that a special needs child actually, we don't think about that if you have a normal, so to speak, normal child that's not autistic or maybe doesn't have any kind of other mental problems where you have to think about the future care of that particular child. So I told Fernando, well, it would be not a bad idea to maybe start a foundation for his son and maybe incorporate that into his business. A lot of companies have foundations. He Probably the, one of the most famous person out there with a foundation is Dave Ramsey. He has his own foundation. It's not that hard to do, and you could 
do something like that and incorporate it into your business. And so I, I mentioned this to, to Francisco about maybe doing something like this with his customers. And he came back a couple of weeks later with the idea. And I think I remember the thing he came up with accurately. I probably should have wrote it down. I'm getting old. And so if I don't write things down, I my memory is a little bit vague. But I remember him coming up with the idea of doing a third filter cleaning every year. And all the proceeds from that filter cleaning will go to his son's foundation from the client. So I think that's a great idea. There's other things he could probably do to incorporate into that. You know, if he installed an automatic cleaner and any kind of extra charge for the setup would go towards the foundation. There's ways to do it. Of course, you have to be careful not to intermingle and you have to get a good grasp of having a foundation or a nonprofit, so to speak. There's a lot of different things involved in that and definitely do your research, read up on it. If you know anyone with a nonprofit or the foundation, you definitely want to pick their brain about the ins and outs of it. I'm really close to the nonprofit for my son's music school. So I know there are certain things they can't do, like they, for instance, can't have a music store where they sell instruments and books because then that's a for-profit part of the business and that makes things really messy for their nonprofit. So there's a lot of things that you have to consider. But having a foundation where you can have money going in there for the future care of a special needs child is not a terrible idea and it's something that you can really incorporate into your business as a owner of a company owner of a business, you can do something like this. And people have a heart for these kids with special needs. They know, they understand. Someone knows somebody with one of these children out there, like my friend I mentioned, he's getting older. And he's always telling me that he worries about his son because him and his wife are getting older. His son is 22 now, I believe. And right now he's finishing up the fourth grade as far as his school level. And so you can see that this kind of situation, you're going to need something to provide for the child beyond the state. I mean, you could, of course, the state will probably have some resources available, but you really can't rely on the government to provide quality care. And if you're not here any longer to help your special needs child, you want to make sure that you have something in place, some kind of system that you set up for long-term care that's going to, you know, be with them until they pass on themselves. And anyone would want to help out in that situation, especially if they're your customer and they know that you're taking care of autistic child at home and they know the difficulties of that. Again, from maybe personal experience or from friends or family members, I had an autistic uh, child on my route and she was probably, before I I'd stopped doing that pool, she was probably in her late teens and all she would do was go on her swing set outside and have a tablet and that was like her day. She wasn't even able to speak. And so these situations where you see this and your heart goes out to this kind of situation, and I always gave the customer special care for their pool. I mean, the uh, daughter loved swimming. That was one of the things that she really loved. And so I made sure the pool was always in great shape for her. And these are the things that people will feel towards you when you have something like that. So having a foundation and using your business resources to provide something like that for the future is not a bad idea. And I think he's got the right idea with the filter cleaning idea and that money goes towards the foundation. And later as he gets larger, he can start to do things different and make maybe some of the proceeds or figure out how to do that. Again, you want to ta talk to an advisor for a foundation or a nonprofit to make sure that everything is legal. You're not you know, commingling money that's profit and you want to make sure you set it up correctly 
because there are a lot of regulations to make sure this is set up correctly, but it's not a bad idea for sure in a situation. And if you're in a similar situation where you have a special needs child, or if you know that you're going to have to provide something later in a trust or a foundation, you want to make sure that you can, you know, think about setting it up while you're making money now, of course, and getting that set up because no one's going to live forever. And like my friend who's in his late fifties is realizing Someone has to be here to take care of his son, which he can't do, and that's what he does all the time now. So you definitely got to plan for the future in a situation like this. So I'm glad Francisco took my advice on that and incorporated that in right away, pretty quickly. He incorporated my idea, and he can just run with that idea. So everyone's business situation is different. I think his questions at the beginning were really basic, and then when I found out about his autistic son, I kind of threw that out there for him to kind of run with. But I think, you know, once you have your business established, you can, of course, fine tune those things that he talked about, about the pricing. And you won't know exactly, you know, where to set your pricing unless every area is different. So you want to maybe check like he did and find out what premium service is going for in his area. And then you want to match it or go higher. I wouldn't go any lower because then you're losing money at that point. And if the premium service is charging or the service in your area is charging 140 a month, Going to 120 a month, it's not going to help anybody. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping the industry. And you're certainly not helping the other company by undercutting them. So if you can match their rate or go higher and provide a different service or premium service, that's the way to do it. And I, I agree with Francisco trying to up the ante by providing more premium service and charging more than his competitors. And if you're starting out, you can definitely do that and fine tune your pricing. So I hope you found this helpful. And if you have any kind of business model that you want me to look over, you can email me at david at swimmingpoollearning.com and I'll look over the email and I'll be able to maybe unpack it somewhat for you here. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com and on the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I have, you can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.